sweet presence of the Lord feeling here tonight experiencing the goodness of God the faithfulness of this almighty God and regardless of where you might be tonight in your trials in your heartaches maybe in your darkness Maybe looking at a mountain that just seems impossible to climb. Or maybe a valley that just seems to be too wide to overcome. Or possibly a past. And some things that's happened in the past that you just can't seem to shake off. Can't seem that hurdle, you just can't seem to overcome it. Can't seem to get to victory. Thank God for His goodness. Thank God for His faithfulness. Thank God for His holding on powers. As we studied and read about this morning. If I, you and I just hold on, you know what? He'll hold on to us. And on this journey, we're going to find our helper. Got your Bibles, turn with us. Genesis 13, chapter the 14th verse. Genesis 13 and 14 tonight. Let me say we're honored to have each one of you in the house of the Lord with us tonight. Come to worship the Lord and to call on His name. As I look around, we miss several. And we praying for them and asking God to minister to them not only in sickness but in heartache sickness likewise maybe other things have come up and not able to be here but God sees and he knows and he's in the reconciling business he's in the healing business he's in the way making business hallelujah we're not worshiping just one of the gods tonight. We're worshiping the Almighty. Calling on Him. Got your Bibles in Genesis 13 and 14. And the Lord said unto Abram, After that lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes, And look from the place where thou art. Look from the place where thou art. Look from the place that you're standing at now. That Lot's left and he chose the watered plains and chose the eastward way. And, but, but now, Abram, where you're at and what you're facing and the events that's going on around you, look up from where you're at. You can look to the northward, southward, eastward, or westward. He's simply telling Abram, the promise has not changed. Regardless of the circumstance, regardless of the situation, regardless of what direction that nephew chose, and you're going to go in the opposite direction. But from where you're standing, just look up. Can I preach to us just a little while tonight? Look up from where you are. Look up from where you are. 
God, as you look down upon this service tonight and into each heart and soul and life, both individually but yet my families, you know the adversary, you know the pitfalls, you know the circumstances, the situations that each and every one is facing in this service tonight, those that are here and those that are listening across the airways. But God, we're asking for the anointing of the Lord. We're asking for the heartbeat of God. We're asking the loosening powers of the Word of God could find its place into each heart and each life. Fall upon the ears that's in this house tonight. And we pray God to have an ear to hear and a heart to understand. Give us the faith in this house tonight as the Word goes forth that Thy will could be done as we lift our eyes and our hands and our voices unto none other but Jesus Christ praying for nothing but the will of the Holy Ghost in this place tonight in Jesus name we pray Lord bless you you may be seated let me say thanks to each one of you and your willingness always to work with us I've always in my 26 years of pastoring had the honor and the privilege of being able to tell missionaries or evangelists that I pastor one of the easiest working churches that I know. And even, even tonight, as Brother Sanford called me late this evening, and the report's even better with Sister Sanford, but yet, that wasn't the only reason he called, but he was hoping to be with us Wednesday night. But they had such a service tonight, in Grand, uh, this afternoon in Grand Bay, they had a 2 o'clock service that he's asking to stay over and be with him Wednesday night. I told him no problem at all. And so, just to tell you that, I appreciate you, that you're always willing to be adjustable, such as this past weekend and Wednesday nights. I heard no complaints. I thank you for that. And hopefully and prayerfully, we never have to counsel another service the remainder, at least the remainder of my pastoring. That would suit me fine. But who knows except God, except God. I've come tonight, a man, with just a simple thought all said and done. Not necessarily maybe a whole lot of things to just back this particular setting up and what I feel in my spirit tonight, what I feel in my heart. Amen. But if somehow each and every one of us, we, if we're not there tonight, I'm sure we've been there. And if you haven't, I can promise you you're going to be. Find yourself in a place and a position that, that maybe all you can do is just lift up your eyes and lift up your eyes to the only one, the one that can help you. Lesson this morning as we, we remember to Jacob when he finally had to reach a place of being alone. Amen, amen, to reach that place of alone. But yet, and just and maybe as a writer, the lesson talks about maybe he had intentions of just being another normal prayer, another prayer of just maybe a few minutes, maybe of just a, a moment. Uh, just a few words, but yet it broke out and the visitation of an angel that came and he got a hold of that angel. Amen. With the determination, with the passion. I'm going to be blessed before I let you go. I'm going to be changed. My circumstance is going to be changed. And, and I can't help but believe that even Jacob, as he, he began into that prayer time and that uh, moment, amen, in his life. And we know that fear and, and being distressed, hallelujah, had helped propelled him and brought him into that place. But we understand and realize, amen, that he took advantage of that. Instead of letting that circumstance and situation cause him to turn around and go back 
back on God and the voice of God. Amen. He allowed it to propel him into a prayer meeting. He allowed it, amen, to drive him into a place that I know it God and I know the voice of God. I know it God has been with me for 20 years. To trust that voice. Confidence in God in trying times and difficult times. The Bible's made it very clear to us and its teachings that it's taught us that God is a very present help in the time of trouble. There's ever been a God that wants to show up. Hey Amen. This God wants to show up when you have trouble. This God wants to minister. This God wants to move. But I'm telling you, it's trouble times sometimes that we find it the most difficult times in our lives and our walk with God to be able to lift our eyes. I'm going to show you a few scriptures tonight that, that talks about feeble hands. It talks about a man in that time of feebleness and weakness. Those hours and moments of uncertainty. Those hours and moments and possibly can linger into days and weeks and possibly months. And even into years where the pain seems to have not let up. Seems like it's the pain has attacked your body. Amen. And it, it, sometimes a pain can be a mental pain. Sometimes it can be a spiritual pain. And it's sometimes it's literally, amen, a physical pain. Amen. That's gripped your body and got a hold of your life. And you find yourself in that pit. You find yourself in that circumstance. Circumstance, you find yourself in that moment of life. Hallelujah. But if I can just find the strength, is not this what Job was trying to get us to understand? Amen. In his hour of, tri of trial, his hour, amen, of, of trying to find God and, and search and find and looking for him on the left and looking for him on the right. Amen. I'm trying to find, I know this God's available. How true it is for us tonight. We've been taught about Jesus Christ. We've been taught about the gospel. Amen. As we season, uh, most, most, most is here tonight are seasoned saints of God, at least uh, a few years behind you. And you, you know what it is to walk with God. You know what it is, amen, to pray. You, you got a little idea about it. Uh, but I'm telling you, there's some trying times that's moving upon our country and moving upon our world. And I'm telling you, it's testing time. But I believe, amen, in the midst of all of this, and regardless of the pain, and regardless of the struggles and things of that nature. I believe there is a God. If we'll do just what he told Abram. Amen. If you just lift up your eyes now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nothing's changed between me and you. Nothing's changed. Hallelujah. Regardless of the outcome and the direction and what's laying before you. Nothing's changed. I didn't make my promise with Lot. I didn't make my covenant with Lot. I made my promise with you, Abram. I made my covenant with you, Abram. You're the man I made the covenant with. You're the man I made the promise with. And I haven't changed my mind about the promise. I haven't changed my mind about the covenant. Hallelujah. If you'll just lift up your eyes. If you'll just lift up your hands. If you'll just lift up your voice to this almighty God. I'm here to tell you he's still in the saving business. I'm here to tell you he's still in the mending business. I'm here to tell you tonight he's still in revival business. He's still in the delivering business. He's still more than able and capable to do mighty works in this house tonight. Tonight. Tonight my circumstance can be changed. Tonight, I can find myself being pulled out of that pit. Tonight, 
I can feel that healing virtue and healing powers. <laughs> Amen. Making its way into my heart, into my mind, and into my spirit. Something that medication can't do anything. Something that a physical surgeon, amen, I don't care how skillful he is with a, with a scaffold. Amen, he can't cut into me and get it out. Hallelujah, he don't have the skill, or the talent, or the ability. Only God, and only God's word, and only God's promises. Amen, that he'll never leave me, nor forsake me. And if I'll just have the courage, and if I'll just have the backbone, hallelujah, that regardless of where I'm at, and regardless of the circumstances and things that's going on around me, hallelujah, if I can just lift up my eyes from one from whence cometh my help, who happens to be the Lord, that created heaven and earth right in the midst of this storm I know who I'm going to get my eyes on hallelujah right in the midst of this trial I know who I'm going to lift my eyes to I haven't changed my mind and who he is I haven't changed my mind how awesome he is I haven't changed my mind hallelujah I haven't amen lost any confidence at all hallelujah in his greatness and in his goodness I haven't lost confidence in his goodness. And I'm going to stand. I may be in a pit. I may be in a ditch. I may be hurt. Amen. The top of my head, the sole of my feet. But I have a change in my mind. In the God that I'm going to serve. In the mind and in the God I'm going to live by. I haven't changed my mind. What name I'm going to call on. So as you watch some of this. You watch it unfold and begin to take place. The other times, and it's amazing what can happen. Have you ever been busy doing something? All of a sudden, somebody walked into your presence and you didn't hear them, didn't realize they was in there, and all of a sudden you caught you by surprise. Sometimes that's good and sometimes it's bad. It just depends on who it is. Amen. Praise God. Lifting of the eyes. <laughs> you look back and you're going to see that even the angel called upon Jacob. If you remember, I mentioned this this morning. How the angel told Jacob to lift up his eyes when he came to him. Amen. And gave him the instructions of how a man with the sheep and the goats and things of that nature. I could take you to Exodus 14th chapter. And I'll come back to some of this other possibly in just a minute. But, and I'm not trying to be lengthy tonight by no means. And, but with the help of the Lord here tonight. I hope nothing else the thought can get a hold of your spirit tonight. Nothing else the thought can get a hold of your mind tonight. Hallelujah. Regardless of the struggles and the times that even if it may, maybe, maybe you feel like you failed miserably. Maybe you feel like I've, 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 I've dust the same old dirt over all time and time again. Hallelujah. But you know what? I know. I know who to lift my eyes to. I know. Hallelujah. That a waver and a doubt tonight. Who's going to get me out of the mess that I'm in? I know, man, who's the one that's going to strengthen me and come up beside me and secure me. That's what the Holy Ghost is all about. It's to guide us and to lead us. It's to comfort us. The Bible called it secure. Secure actually means to comfort. Hallelujah. And it's times like this. It's when we need somebody to come and comfort us. It's times like 
like this that we need that hand, amen, to move or that voice to move or that presence of God. Hallelujah. There's nothing like it, amen, to know that the presence of God. Hallelujah. I believe you and I, we can face any devil. We can face any mountain if we just know that God's with us. Moses made that clear with God. <laughs> After the people had failed miserably in fashioning, shaping the calves and bowed down and worshiped and found themselves naked and vulnerable and given themselves over as they did in just less than 40 days. <laughs> but Moses told God, when God instructed him to lead them, he said, not without your presence. If we can just have your presence and thank God for the cloud and thank God for the pillar. And thank God, amen, that God has set up a fivefold ministry. And God has placed the church and equipped the church with gifts and talents and ability. I'm telling you, if you got your mind made up, I'm going to make it. Hallelujah. Brother Ford mentioned this tonight. Didn't have a clue what I was going to preach. Hallelujah. About what that elder has said. Amen. About the mercy and the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Why shouldn't I make it? If I'll just stay with it. If I'll just keep lifting my eyes unto him. If I just won't let, amen, somebody persuade me that there's another way. No, there's no other way. Amen. I'm going to stand here until, amen, I lift my eyes and get direction. I'm from this almighty God. Give me direction in what step to take him and what direction to go in. I'm not going outside the will of God. I'll endure the pain. I'll be patient. I'll be long-suffering. Because what? He said it already. He's worse. He's worth the wait. We're living in a world. Nobody wants to wait on nothing. Even in my time of pastoring, I've watched it right here. People go to a doctor's office, and it doesn't matter if that, that appointment, if they're an hour late on that appointment, they don't get up and storm out. <laughs> but you can start service five minutes late. Well, wait, no, what's the matter? You know I'm telling the truth. You might as well smile. I'm telling the truth. And I'm, I'm prompt. I want to start on time. Don't get me wrong here. I'm not advocating. I'm not encouraging. I don't want to start 10 minutes late. We, we've dealt with that before. If you wait on all the draggers, the draggers will be later and later. I'll tell you right now. If you wait on them five minutes, the next service will be 10 minutes. Two months from that, it'll be 15 minutes. Next, use your notes. Instead of starting, starting service at 6, you'll start at 7. Here's my idea about it. Just start. Who's here? We'll start. And the others will just catch up. Praise God. No offense to nobody. Sometimes you can't help but be late. But I'm just, I'm just trying to make a point here. Sometimes, amen, and I understand this. When you feel pain and the struggle, hallelujah, and things are against you. Man, I need God to show up. But you know, at the same time, I want to be patient with this God. Hallelujah, because he's doing the work. 
and he could be he's doing the work inside me and on me that I need it because he sees the real outcome and he sees exactly what it's going to take a man to perfect my heart and to perfect my mind to perfect my spirit hallelujah because you know what I want to make the journey how about you I want to hear him say well done that good and faithful servant hallelujah I might be just a 30% of preacher but God help me amen to study and show myself approved unto God hallelujah and be the 30% of that he wants me to be hallelujah and give it my best and everything I can hallelujah God can anoint it and God would be honored and God would be pleased hallelujah you know why because I want to lift up my eyes unto him I'm going to put my trust in him tonight in Exodus 14th chapter the Lord had said unto Moses he says wherefore Christ thou unto me speak unto the children of Israel that they may go forward in this particular setting of scriptures, he's talking about lifting up the rod. If you go back in the first battle that Israel ever had, a physical battle in the Old Testament under the leadership of Moses, a man, it was caused a man, Aaron and Ur, gone on each side of Moses and shoved a stone underneath him and kept his hands lifted. I'm sure we've all been there. Maybe you walked in the service tonight. Maybe not. Maybe you've had to deal with some things. and You know what it is. You know how it feels. To walk into the house of God. Or maybe the place of business. Or even in your own home. And you can tell by the countenance on the face. You can tell by the actions of the individual. They're down. They're depressed. They feel feeble. They're just not sure if they're going to make it or not. We've all, we've all dealt with it. We've all struggled with it. We've struggled with it in the physical, and we've struggled with it in the spiritual. There's just been some desert times and some wilderness times in our walk of living for God. But I'm here to tell you tonight, regardless of the devil's best shot at you, if somehow, if you can just muster up and look up, I know who's going to help me. I know who's going to come to my rescue. I know who's going to respond and move. Hallelujah. And help me through this. Hallelujah. Who's going to become my strength? Who's going to become my joy? Hallelujah. My mind hasn't changed about that. Could it be that some of the things that we're facing tonight, hallelujah, is because God is pulling the rug out some under some things that we depended upon and put too much dependence upon and was more, more, more opt, amen, and more propped, amen, to run to that than run to him. And so after a while, he begins to bring it to a place where that won't work like it did work. He begins to bring it into a place it won't be as effective as it once. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the most richest man that lives on this earth, one day is going to find out that his money won't be good enough. Hallelujah. His finances won't be good enough. Hallelujah. You may be friends and rubbing the shoulders. Amen. With the president and all the previous presidents. But I'm here to tell you, you'll find yourself at times in life. Hallelujah. That even knowing all the presidents and knowing all the people of the commanders of chief and the thoughts and the powers they got, even to pardon people and do things of that nature, you'll find yourself in a place in a moment in life. I need somebody that's greater than the president. I need somebody that's greater than a governor. I need somebody that's greater than mama. I need somebody that's greater than daddy. I need somebody that's greater than this one and that one. I'm in a place, amen, that I'm telling you there's only one. I gotta lift my eyes unto him. I gotta lift my voice unto him. He's the only one that's gonna get me out of this pit. 
He's the only one that's got to get me out of this circumstance. He's the only one that's got to come to be my Savior and be my way maker. Got to talk to us a little bit tonight. I just wonder how Joseph felt when his own brothers ripped that coat of many colors off and throwed him into that pit, into that cistern that had no water. I just wonder what Joseph done as he looked around and looked up. And on the rim of that cistern there stood his brothers that throwed him down into it. No way to get out. I just wonder if maybe if he looked past those brothers and looked up into that sky. But there's a God. A God that gave me dreams. A God that spoke to me. Amen. And somewhere beyond and in all of this, I just believe, God, you're going to get me out. I believe you're going to make a way. And when that oldest brother Reuben had purpose in his own mind and spirit, I'm going to slip back around in a little while and I'm going to get little brother out. Amen. But when he slipped back around and come and looked into that cistern, Joseph was gone because his other brothers had decided, amen, we're going to sell him and sold him for 20 pieces of silver to the Midianites. And now Joseph's being snatched out of that cistern and out of that pit. Amen. But God brought him out. God brought him out. It may not have been by who you thought it ought to be. I'm on a preaching to you tonight. Hallelujah. You see, see, we tried to preconceive and we tried to we tried to put it all in order. We want to be the master of our lives. But now when we're really sold out to him and we become his darling and we become the apple of his eye and we represent his kingdom and we're involved in his kingdom. It's really all about him and about his purpose and about fulfilling his desire. And so even when I'm in the cistern and when I'm in the pit, or could it be I just wonder how Joseph felt Hallelujah, a few years down the road and God was blessing him and God was moving on and everybody could testify to it and everybody gave witness to it how God was with him and blessed everything that was put under his hands. Even Potiphar reached the point in place. He didn't even know what he had. He just left it with Joseph. Only one thing that he kept from him and that one thing decided it wanted Joseph. You got to watch where you cast your eyes. Because now she's, she's casting her eyes. <laughs> she's desiring. That wasn't nothing but a trick of the enemy. That's nothing but the, the, the hand of the devil working. Trying to stop the will of God. Watch this. What if, what if, what if Joseph had caved in? What if Joseph had gave in? What would have happened to the known world of that day? What would have happened? Amen. Thank God that our man called Jesus Christ, whenever he was carried and led by the Spirit to be tempted in Matthew fourth chapter. Amen. He didn't cave in. He didn't give up. Hallelujah. I'm gonna tell you something. We may be thrown into dungeons. We may be thrown into pits. We may be thrown in circumstances and situations. But you know what? I'm gonna lift up my eyes. I'm going to call on this almighty God I'm going to put my trust in him I may not have the strength and the energy to worship him like I like to but you know what I'm going to give him what I've got it may not be nothing but one little hand at all I can get in the air but I'm going to lift it to Jesus I may not can sing but just a little song in just a little while but I'm going to sing it to Jesus I may not can dance very long but I'm going to dance for Jesus I may not can shout very long but I'm going to shout for Jesus I'm going to cast my eyes toward Jesus I'm going to lift my eyes unto the heaven which comes with my help. 
So as Moses found himself, they wanted to stone him. They rose up against him and said, hey, you lead us out here because there wasn't any graves in Egypt. Didn't we tell you we, we was content, we was happy, we was all right back there? And Moses turns to God. And this is where he tells him, lift up the rod. Just lift up the rod. Watch the salvation of God. We can find ourselves facing some Red Seas situation. But it's somehow we can lift up what God instructs us to lift up. If it's our eyes, our hands, or the rod, if we can lift it up to Him, I'm trusting you, God. I'm not going to boohoo and cry about it. I'm not going to mumble about it. I'm trusting you. I'm looking for you. I believe you're going to show up. I believe you're going to do a work. Hallelujah. Because I know you're in the business of delivering. I know you're in the business of healing. I know you're in the business of make a way where there seemeth to be no way. How you and I going to ever experience that if we don't face circumstances and situations where we don't have the money to get us out. Where we don't have the medication to get us out. Where we don't have the friends, amen, that can bail us out. Makes all the difference in the world. When you find yourself in a situation that you know what? There's only one that can set me free here now. There's only one that I can cast my eyes to. That's going to help me. It's going to come to my rescue. That's going to lift this burden. That's going to take this pain away. That's going to give me the strength and the energy that I need in this house and in this generation that we're living in. I just wonder what would happen at the White House if all of a sudden our president and the vice president and the senators would get a wake-up call. And they said, you know what? I think we ought to call on some apostolic people. I think we ought to call on some Jesus-named people. I mean, we're in a crisis. We're dealing with some circumstances and situations. We need a higher power. We need some authority from another place. We need the winds come from another place. Hallelujah. To make its way into this place. I heard a minister talking about it one time. Talked about a little, little town that was, I believe, is out in California. Supposedly this really took place. And that, that, that's the smog. And, and it was just so full of smog. And because of the bold setting and the, the geographical location of it. Finally, they kept trying to get engineers in there and folks to try to figure out what, what, what can we do? How can we? And finally, they come to the conclusion, we got to find some wind from another place to begin to make its way into this bowl and into this valley and across this city. Amen. To blow this sut and blow this smut and blow this smog and blow this pollution out of here. I'm going to tell you something. There's only one spirit, the Holy Ghost itself. Hallelujah. That can give us the strength and the energy and the passion and the desire. Hallelujah. It's God that puts it in us. I'm going to the house of God. It's God, amen, that calls us. Amen. It calls. It's God that calls us. Get on our hands and knees and crawl down the aisle and bark like a dog. I want to please God. I'm not worried about somebody's flesh and somebody's ideals and somebody's opinion. I want a move of God in my life. I got to lift my eyes unto Jesus Christ and how I respond. Now watch this. This is what I'm going to, how I respond to my crisis is what's going to make the difference. respond how I, how I react to where I'm at 
Psalms that give us a few verses that can help us. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads. Come on. We, we, we saw it. We've been there. What some babies do when they don't get their way? I ain't going to play with you. You know, I just ain't going to tell God that. <laughs> no. God, you see where I'm at. Your book says. David made it plain. There's nowhere I can go and hide from him. Don't let that devil lie to you. The word of God's right. He said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. He told us, amen, there's no place I can go and hide from him. So when the devil tells you that God don't care, God, God don't see you, I beg the difference with you. I'll tell you by the word of God, he knows exactly where you are. And he knows exactly how to get you out of there. He's got his time. He's got his season. And it really depends upon how I respond. If people don't like feelings... Why do they take drugs? People don't like to feel merry. Why do they drink alcohol? What do we like when we come to the house of God? We like that Holy Ghost to move and get us. They think we're crazy. But I've watched some of them how they act. And they don't have a clue what they're doing. There's some witnesses in here. That's right. Out of my mind. But I'm telling you, it's in those moments and times. You watch this. It's God. We've got to stand strong for the Lord like never before. God put a bridle on my tongue. Put a watchman at my door. Creating me a right spirit. This topic came up just a few days ago. And the Bible says, be angry. I wonder why Paul said be angry and sin not. The scale of sinning, whenever you, if you come angry enough, really jumps. You're subject and liable to do things and say things at that moment in time that if you can just calm down a minute. That's why. But we're not emotional. Oh yeah, we get emotional about what we want to get emotional about. That's right. 
And that's good. We, we, we are. I'm not against it. I'm for it. I like to be emotional. Especially in God's house and worshiping God and driving down the road. Man, I, I get emotional driving down the road. I'm just not going to let them cats pull up beside me over there with their worldly music and whatever cop. And man, they popping them steering wheels. And doing, man, I turn up my gospel music. Man, I pop my steering wheel. Hallelujah. Man, my old truck, it may be doing this every once in a while. It's fine with me. When it starts really getting good, two things happen. Especially if I don't have the cruise on. Two things happen. I keep bumping the volume up. And I keep picking the speed up. I keep bumping the volume up. And I keep picking the speed up. And if I'm in Sister Moore's truck, I'll be doing 85 and 90. I drive a lot wrong and fast. And I, first thing you know, I begin to realize, and you know what? I'm passing a whole lot more of them. Got to start bumping the volume back down and start getting back off the paddle. <laughs> Amen. Hey, I've watched it right here. Uh, uh, somebody mentioned this. I'm a, I'm a, I shouldn't have done that, but anyway. I remember somebody told me you know, just a little while back, we had a service going in this place, and it was popping, and it was really popping. And somebody, one of our elders, come down the aisle and looked at the sound man and said, Turn it up! Turn it up! Turn it up! And he almost had it wide open already. So here's what we don't want to do in the pit. Nobody knows where I'm at. Nobody cares about me. Pulling on me. I'm just. I'm gonna tell you something. When when you when you when you're in that situation, is it really easy to shout out? Is it really easy? Amen. In that pit all of a sudden. Amen. I just wonder what happened to Joseph's brothers. If Joseph all of a sudden just kind of went. I'm talking to that boys. You just hang on and watch. Now there's different opinions of his response. But you'll never convince me. That he act like a baby about it. Because when he got thrown into Potiphar's place and accused of something he didn't do and they throwed him in the dungeon you know what? He'd still be used of God. In fact, the scripture said the Lord was with him. So if, if we get thrown into dungeons guess what? God be with us and God can make the best of it. In fact, amen, God made such a blessing about it. Everything he'd done, amen, the jailer, just whatever Joseph was over, he didn't even go back and look at it. He didn't double check it in. He knew that was done and done well. Because God blessed it and God gave him favor in it. Amen. He didn't even double check it. And one day, one morning, the, the, the baker come in and the butler come in. And you know, you know, like we get up some morning, some people, you know, especially those folks that's not morning people, you know how they get up, you know, you know, they get up, you know. Don't talk to me. Shh, everybody be quiet. You know. I'm sorry. But it was pretty obvious to Joseph. He said, hey, what's wrong with you guys? What's the matter with y'all? Well, we dreamed a dream. Nobody's here to interpret it. He said, man, God's interpreter dreams. What you mean? Now, he's in the dungeon. 
But, he, he, you know, <laughs> there's a possibility some of them's probably checking his breakfast. I just wonder what Joseph's eating every morning. I remember one time at work, God blessed me. It was God. It was God. And I give God all the glory. I remember one particular time, especially, we was building those Israeli boats in the aluminum fab shop. And they was a mess. And uh, got down there, man, God began to bless us. We began to get some things done and things, things began to happen. There was another supervisor on the other end. Everything he seemed to do went the opposite way. <laughs> Amen. And so one day he comes into my office. He comes sliding into my office. He slides into my chair. He says, I want to sit in this chair right here. He said, I don't know the favor, the blessings, or whatever. He said, but I need them. Jesus is his name. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is the helper. He'll help us along this journey. He'll help us along this pathway. If you'll acknowledge him in all your ways, it's a God thing. It's not a William Moore thing. It's a God thing, honey. Besides, we're building these boats and we're building these ships for Israel. God help us. If we'll just let him. Psalms 25, unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Oh, my God, I trust in thee. My trust hasn't changed just because of the circumstance that just unfolded. Or the pit where I'm at. My mind hasn't changed one bit. <laughs> Sister Morning's going to come get ready. Praise singers, instrument players, all of you. Come on. Hebrews 12 and 12 has taught us, Wherefore flipped up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Wherefore lift up the hands which hang down. Praise God. Job, I want you to listen to it. This was the testimony of Job. Now, Eliphaz is the one that spoke this about him. In Job 4, 3 and 4, Behold, thou hast instructed many. Thou hast strengthened the weak hands. Thy words have upholding him that was falling. Thou hast strengthened the feeble knees. This was Job. He had, he had already done that. He'd already practiced that. He saw it, a man happened. He saw it taking place. I just wondered tonight, and I'm, I'm, you, you can stand, I'm, I'm closing. John, the fourth chapter, brings us a time in the ministry of Jesus Christ. He got up early one morning, and I believe he put the disciples on the move that particular morning because he had a certain place he needed to be there at a certain time. That place was called Jacob's Well. Here, all the city would come out. Majority of them would come out early in the morning to this well to draw water. To take back home for the day's business. Cooking, washing, whatever. And no doubt there was probably some that would come late in the evening. 
But there was one particular person, a lady, a woman of the city. She would wait, the Bible says, until the heat of the day. Because there wouldn't be nobody at the well. Because of her life, and her lifestyle, and her failures in life. According to the scriptures, she had been married five times. And the one that she was living with now was not even her husband. If you, that's what Jesus said. But I can just imagine that morning maybe when she got up like any other morning and she's waiting now. She's got to wait. And so she has probably got a schedule now doing other things. Amen. Willing to do without the water and all of that because there was no way she was going to take a chance to go down to that well and watch all the looks, all the judgments, all the statements, all the smurs. But now, she got up that morning, she's making her way to that well. And, and could it be that it's right around a curve, the well? And as she's kind of peeping around the curve, I know, I know how to do that. If you know anything about deer hunting, you want to slip up on your patch, you know. You always fix it where you can just slip around the curve and you can see what's in the patch where they want. And so, you, you know, and so I could just imagine her looking around the, the, maybe the corner of the rocks and just making sure that nobody was there. All of a sudden, her eyes catches, hey, there's a gentleman there. There's a man there. And maybe she was a little hesitant to start with to finish the journey. But then something, no doubt, drawn her and pulled at her. And she makes her way up. And, and no doubt, she wouldn't even start at the conversation. She had never said a word. But Jesus started the conversation. Ask, drink, fern. That, that throw the flag up. Him being a Jew. Asking me a Samaritan. Amen. A, a, a mixed breed, if you please. To, for to, for what, what? Because the Jews would go out of their way to go around Samaria. They would, they would go out of their way. Miles to avoid that city and those people. But here comes Jesus now on purpose. I believe he wants to walk in this house on purpose tonight. I believe he wants to touch somebody on purpose tonight. I believe he wants somebody that's been struggling with something maybe a long time. But somehow through the preaching of the word of God tonight. And the presence of the Lord that's been in this house tonight. Hallelujah. That you know what? I'm going to lift my eyes. I'm going to lift my hands. I know the one that's going to redeem me. I know the one that's going to atone me. I know the one that can help me in the trial that I'm in. Amen. In the circumstance that I'm facing. The battle that I'm in. Hallelujah. The one that's going to lift me up. Hallelujah. Change my character tonight. Change my way of thinking tonight. Change, amen, the direction of my life tonight. Tonight's my night. Hallelujah. No doubt that lady, she made her way and in that conversation. And he told her, he said, hey, hallelujah, if you knew who I was, you'd be asking me for drink. And so when she began asking, she talked about the living waters. Now watch this. She's the one. Amen. Now the disciples had been sitting to the city to get lunch. Going to get that McDonald burger. Eleven men to bring one man's lunch back. That ain't the reason he sent them off. I'll tell you why he sent them off. That conversation never took place with them there. He had to send them into town. And as they're coming back, she's, she's gone into town. 
come and let me show you a man that told me everything. She begins to testify and tell about this man called Jesus. And where the disciples had failed to witness about Jesus and persuade the city, amen, to come. Amen, she didn't. And as the disciples coming back, Jesus is looking over those disciples and he's telling them, hey, don't wait three months. Hallelujah, harvest. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Harvest is here. I'm going to tell you something. It's time Vendale lifts up their eyes. Revival's here. Hallelujah, now's the time. We can't wait another service. We can't wait another year. We've got to have a move of God now. We need a God visitation. We need an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. God, you help me where I'm at. Lift up my eyes and cry out to this almighty God to do a mighty work in my life even tonight. They get a song ready and these altars are open. Scripture warns us about becoming faint-hearted, becoming faint in our minds. What about it tonight? <laughs> I'm going to find a helper in this house tonight. Even in my mind, I'm going to find a helper in this house tonight. The devil's doing everything he can to destroy my mind. He's sending all kind of fiery darts. But you know what? I got one in this house tonight that's going to help me. I got one in this house tonight that's going to gird up my mind. I got one in this house tonight that's going to gird up my heart. I got one in this house that's going to gird up my spirit. I got one in this house tonight. I know life hadn't been good to me. And I've had some bad deals and bad hands. But you know what? I'm going to lift up my eyes. Hallelujah. I'm not going to let my past, amen, dictate my life any longer. I'm not going to let my past control my life any longer. I'm looking up to I lift my eyes up to one that's going to come and help me out of this pit tonight. God bless you. God bless the singers.